In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang for the celebration of morning Mass, which is, of course, the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of May Mulvena. We welcome to the church Anne-Marie and William and grandchildren and family members and family friends who have joined us for the Mass. Welcome also representatives of the Labour Party who are here with us uh, for the Mass today. Welcome our uh, Labour MSP, uh, James Kelly, uh, and our former uh, Provost, uh, Russell, uh, who is with us as well too. Today we've come uh, to thank God for uh, the life of a person who has been very important in many people's lives uh, and of course it reminds us of the grace uh, that our own life is very often to other people. Today we want to thank God for the goodness, the kindness, the generosity and the love of me to so many people in her life and we thank God for that great grace that has been to many people. To begin the Mass then we do so in a spirit of thanksgiving for our life and also we pray for the repose of our soul. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, my goodness. Angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant may, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may re rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare for all peoples a banquet of rich food. On this mountain, he will remove the mourning veil covering all peoples and the shroud enwrapping all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord will wipe away the tears from every cheek. He will take away his people's shame everywhere on earth. For the Lord has said so. That day it will be said, See, this is our God in whom we hope for salvation. The Lord is the one in whom we hoped. We exalt and we rejoice that he has saved us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. shelter of the Lord who abides 
from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. With God on our side, who can be against us? Since God did not spare his own son, but gave him up to benefit us all, 
we may be certain after such a gift that he will not refuse anything he can give. Could anyone accuse those that God has chosen? When God acquits, could anyone condemn? Could Christ Jesus? No. He not only died for us, he rose from the dead. And there at God's right hand, he stands and pleads for us. Nothing, therefore, can come between us and the love of Christ. Even if we are troubled or worried, or being persecuted, or lacking food or clothes, or being threatened or even attacked, these are the trials through which we triumph, by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power or height or depth, nor any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus our Lord. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And Jesus spoke this parable to his disciples. A man was on his way abroad, summoned his servants, and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to a third one, each in proportion to their ability. Then he set out. The man who had received the five talents promptly went and traded with them and made five more. The man who had received two made two more in the same way. But the man who had received one went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now a long time after, the master of those servants came back and went through his accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents came forward bringing five more. Sir, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. Here are five more that I have made. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are shown you can be faithful in small things. I will trust you with greater. Come and join in your master's happiness. Next, the one who had the two talents came forward. Sir, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. Here are two more that I have made. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have shown you can be faithful in small things. I will trust you with greater. Come and join in your master's happiness. Thus came forward the man with one talent. Sir, said he, I had heard you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. So I was afraid and went off and hid your talent in the ground. Here it is. It was yours. You have it back. But his master answered him, 
you wicked and lazy servant. So you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not got scattered. Well then, you should have deposited my money with the bankers, and on my return I would have recovered my capital with interest. So now take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the five talents. For anyone, for to everyone who has will be given more, and they will have more than enough. But for the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. The Gospel of the Lord. This morning, in the first reading of Mass, the prophet Isaiah speaks of the end of time as being like gathered on the top of a mountain, sat down at a table, a great feast with food and fine wines, the company of a huge crowd, and in the company of God and his people. I think May would have approved of that reading being read this morning at her funeral mass. She liked a joyful celebration, talking, singing, and general merriment. I'm sure that that mood of joy and contentment in the reading exact exactly how she would have pictured the joy of the moment, of being welcomed home, of being sat down, that joyful reunion, that happiness and contentment where all roads, all desires of the heart long to be. She would approve also of that reminder that is given to us in the reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans of the confidence that faith gives us in life to meet everything with strength and also with courage. St. Paul in that reading says that nothing can come between us and the love of God that is made visible in Christ Jesus. No obstacle, no wall, no problem, no difficulty is too great it cannot be overcome. That everything, that everything uh, is in uh, God's love. That was the kind of faith that me had, a faith that made her strong, resilient, and ever optimistic. As you will know yourself, May's Catholic faith, faith meant everything to her. The faith that St. Paul speaks of was alive and strong in her heart, always. Nothing could come between her and the love of God made visible in Christ Jesus. Those who visited her home in Camus Lang would have noticed that she had in her home, at the centre of it, a picture of the sacred heart of Jesus, which summed up that sentiment so strongly. Jesus was the heart of her life. Jesus was at the centre of her home. Jesus was at the centre of her family life. His presence was in her life. This morning we come to attend the final things of May's life. And these things, of course, are accompanied with prayer and faith and the Mass and the blessings of the Church. We're commanded, as you know, to keep the flame of faith burning brightly in our life that is given to us in baptism. We're commanded to follow that light throughout our life. In every sense, that light then 
we recognise has been kept burning brightly in May's life. And today it is represented by the candle beside the coffin itself, which reminds us of the light of faith that is given to us in baptism. This flame of faith was kept burning brightly in May's life that is here today at the day of her funeral beside her mortal remains. As mentioned yesterday evening at the reception of her remains here to church, May lived a very long life, in fact to be 96 years of age. She lived in one century and then into another. She passed from one millennium into the next. She saw uh, wars come and go. She saw important people living and dying. And yet her life simply kept going. She was like one of those long-distance runners, if you like, maybe not built for speed, but built for distance, able to keep going when others, maybe stronger than her, would have given up and fallen behind. The miles and the years passed by. And I think that she was grateful to see many things and to live this long life, to see her own children grow up, to see her grandchildren born and into their adult life, and to see great-grandchildren born as well. She has indeed been blessed to see many things that she hoped for and prayed for in her life. In the end itself, there was a great fatigue uh, came upon her. She knew in herself that those energies that what she once had were diminished. Family and friends hoped that she would live on, but it was not to be. May was born on the 29th of September 1922 to James and Mary Mulvaney. Later in marriage, her name itself would change with her husband Roberts. But as you know, she only had to drop a few letters because she was then called Mulvaney. She attended St. Charles's Primary School and St. Bride's uh, Secondary School and was a member of St. Charles's Parish. She was very devoted to the parish and sang in choirs and church and in musical groups that would entertain others in this area. She lived in poor times for families and individuals but had a very enterprising spirit and would make the best of things. She could often turn her hands to making things a skill that, which never left her. She married her husband Robert at St. Charles's on the 2nd of August 1947. That was to be a very long and happy marriage indeed. She always simply called him Bob and missed him greatly over these last few years since his death. They were to be married for 66 and a half years. They were to have two children, Anne-Marie and Paul, and these two were to be the apple of their mother and father's eye. Both parents were delighted when Anne-Marie married William Devine and a new phase of family life was begun. Claire and Hugh and Martin came along in due course and they were both grandparents who played a big part in the life of their grandchildren. The grandchildren perhaps today each recall, I'm sure, strong memories of being spoiled by, Mary, by May and Robert taken to seaside for cold, icy swims and cold, icy ice creams to follow. 
all the rules were broken, as grandparents invariably do. Rules out of the window to be replaced by fun and whatever. These children also have strong memories too of Christmas festivities and old songs and carols being sung. Again, there was the joy of new members of the family arrived, spouses to these grandchildren, Dale and Kristen and Christina, and of course in time, new children to be entertained and enjoyed, Eva and Luke and Anne and Reese and Connie, William and Emma. And you know that she was very proud of these great grandchildren, very proud of the grandchildren too, but the great grandchildren she was ecstatic at. They would have been a great joy to her heart. All her life, as you probably know, she had great energy for things. She was an active member of the community council and was awarded a community service award in, 19, in 2004. She was a passionate member of the Labour Party, attended meetings, uh, fought for causes, canvassed for the election of local councillors and members of parliament. She met everything with great energy, no matter what it was. She loved dancing and was a fine sequence dancer with her own husband, Robert, gliding around the floor effortlessly, just as we see in those TV screens of Strictly. Both, later, both of them, uh, Robert and May, later on in life, uh, amazing it might, as it might seem, had a career as extras in film and TV. They would pop up, walk on and off, pass through scenes. They even appeared, believe it or not, in train spotting. When grandchildren told their friends that their grandparents were on train spotting, it was difficult to persuade them that it in actual fact happened. May herself was full of life. She seemed up until recent times to have great energy and spark. That energy belied her years. Laughter, song and fun was never far away. Today, as I've mentioned already, we are aware that May herself lived an extremely long life. Not for her a life cut short, not for her things unfinished or left undone. She had the joy of seeing a life right through to the end, of seeing things that maybe most people might dream of. She lived to see her children into adult life, her children's children and her grandchildren's children. What a grace, great grace that must have been. Some in life, as you know, only till the earth, sow the seeds, but never see the harvest. Not for me. God granted her a long life to see and do so many things. There is always, isn't there, a moment when the gift itself runs its course, when the gift of life has to be returned to the one who gave it to us. We have to give it back. And of course, there's an expectation that we will have used it well, that the talents and the gifts will be multiplied. We are well aware that the gifts given to me are multiplied five times over. The gifts have been well used 
and have brought forth a rich harvest and much fruit. Today we offer this Mass for me. We keep her close in our prayers. At the head of the coffin is the Paschal candle burning brightly. Her faith was kept right to the end. And light the candle, it burned brightly to the very end. No strong wind could blow it out and nothing could extinguish it. It burns brightly and it lights up this church today. Let us come to our loving Father, asking him to give eternal rest to the departed and comfort and hope to the living. That God may bring all Christians together in unity and faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That God may show himself a father to those who lack food, work, and shelter, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That may who once began eternal life in baptism, may receive forgiveness for her sins and join the company of the saints forever, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That our relatives and friends who have gone before us in faith may receive the reward of eternal life, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That all who have gone to their rest in the hope of rising again may come to the light of God's presence, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That all who suffer from mental or physical illness may receive help and comfort, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God of our salvation, you reward the just and console those who mourn. Hear our prayers in the name of your risen Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please join in our offer to him, do not be afraid.
Sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, me, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your Son to be a loving Saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he is the salvation of the world. He is the life of the human race. He's the resurrection from the dead. Through him the hosts of angels adore you, rejoice in your presence forever. May our voices, we pray, join with theirs, in one chorus of exultant praise, as we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna to you. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to you. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what did you fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. And remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember me, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who was united with your Son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. 
Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray. That with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and, they merit, and we may merit to become coerced to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Lord God, whose Son left us in the, whose Son left us in the sacrament of His body, food for the journey, mercifully grant that, strengthened by it, our dear sister may come to the eter- may, may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. school. 